It's Monday, October 13th, wow. 2008, uh, and this is The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is the third head in the Relevant Triune. I'm sticking with the sacrilegious <laughs> the sacrilegious one. I, I, I think it's the most... Uh, offensive? Offensive, yeah, and that's what we go for. The Relevant Podcast is also the audio companion of Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. We, we have part two of a very talked about Rob Bell interview uh, coming up today, so we might have a lot of first-time or second-time listeners. I don't want them to think we're totally off the deep end. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is um, my wife. Hey. Maya Strang. hey And my son, Adam Smith. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing overseas? Pretty good, pretty good. Are you guys going to send me a care package? One's already on the way. <laughs> I just got creeped out. That felt too natural. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it actually was extremely creepy. Yeah, oh well, whatever. Adam Smith is our former editorial director who abandoned us and now lives in New Zealand. And so uh, it's true. we're yes. grasping at straws and we keep him involved. <laughs> trying to. Well, I, I abandoned in a very half-hearted way, obviously, since I'm... Uh, Still phoning in and uh, doing stuff on the website. Yeah, considering you're virtually working full time for us, still, I yeah, you have set a very dangerous precedent because now everybody else is going to say, "I want to move to fill in the country and work full time, <laughs> and you pay my way." Yeah. <laughs> in fact, Adam well, was telling me on IM last night. You know, hey, I, I kind of like this telecommuting thing. You know, I get to work my pajamas. I'm like Adam. Everybody would like this telecommuting <laughs> thing, right? Well, just everyone out there know that uh, I get special treatment. No one else gets this deal. (laughs) Well, that's actually true. That's true. Um, So coming up in the podcast, we have a number of exciting mini features, segments. I don't Mm -hmm. know, whatever. We have part two of the Rob Bell interview. Right. This is one you're going to want to listen to. If you kind of just sped read the other one, you're going to want to listen to this one at, at regular speed. If you didn't listen to last week's, go ahead and go back. Yeah, you need to, because this they is only together. the second half. Yeah. Um, he actually said in last week's podcast, um, you know, I w- it's almost like the American church tells people the last two scenes of a movie and then wonder they're, why they're not moved, you know, and he was talking about tying back in and telling the whole story starting in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I feel about this podcast. Yeah. You, you're just going to be hearing the last two scenes if you only listen to this one. You will not be moved. And you need to go back and listen to the Old Testament podcast, which was last week. So there you go. If they really want to know what's going on, they need to go back very, very beginning, four years ago. Why? Because. Because that's that's when the story starts. Yeah. That's true. The, if you want the know, full context of the Rob Bell interview, go back to our very first podcast, which has nothing to do with Rob Bell. You have to know where it all started. Yeah, that's true. To fully exactly. appreciate it. Okay, well, we have that coming up. We also have um, our, our music editor, Dylan Peterson, who writes 
a blog that people like reading on RollerMagazine.com. And he also does uh, a, a feature each week on a great artist each week at RollerMagazine.com. And he writes for the print magazine. Dylan is now going to be contributing regularly to the podcast. And his first segment that he produced from Chicago uh, it debuts this week. And it's on, uh, with the group Why. That raises a lot of questions. <laughs> Such as? Why? <laughs> now, Dylan has, you know, you say, well, how dare he think that he's qualified to do a podcast segment? Uh, that was my thought, was to be incredulous. He, he, he actually has a pedigree. Now, he, you know, he's stepping up to the podcast, but he's produced uh, music. The, the music show on NPR that's from Chicago. What is that, Adam? I forget the name of it. Uh, all songs considered. That's it. Is that the- that's the one yeah. he's produced for them, and he's been in radio for a number of years. So, um, you know, he's. I guess he could produce a segment for the podcast. <laughs> so, anyway, stay tuned for that. Just, yeah, just know you're stepping up to big leagues now, Dylan. Yeah, NPR, MP Schmar. <laughs> so that's coming up, and then we have your college competition update with a twist twist really stay tuned for the twist and we have an update that lloyd's going to come in and share with everybody at the end of the podcast so stay tuned for that but first but first your entertainment releases coming out in stores music coming out october 14th that's tomorrow we got ray la montagna (laughs) ray Ray la montagne with gossip in the grain we have Keen with Perfect Symmetry. Now, Keen is one of the videos on Relevant TV, and it's a different sound for them. So I'm interested to hear this album. Secret Machines with Secret Machines. <laughs> they don't want to tell you their real title because they're <laughs> Copeland with You Are My Sunshine. Oh, that's nice. I what? hope it's what? just that song. What? <laughs> yeah, Copeland with You Are My Sunshine. Uh, Ingrid Michaelson with Be Okay. And Lucinda Williams with Little Honey. Movie release is coming out on Friday. We've got Max Payne with Mark what? Wahlberg, Ludacris, and others. Isn't that the really? character that Homer was? Max Payne? Uh, or is that Max he was, Power? He was, to, he was Max Power. Max Power. This is Max Payne. Yeah, Aww. Max Payne is a video game movie. So oh. hopefully it'll be half as good as uh, the early 1990s effort Super Mario Brothers. No. Which really set the golden standard for video game movies. Wait, it's Ludacris and who? Mark Wahlberg. Who we did not see at the who Magic Game. we saw game. at the Magic Game. He <laughs> is... Did not. Geez, not this, we saw Donnie. Not this again. <laughs> he is a huge Celtics fan, and he traveled to watch the that. Magic beat the Celtics. Nope, that would be his brother that was there with Jordan. <laughs> they were band All right, members. I'm hanging up. <laughs> at birth, a Dalmatian is always pure white. I knew that. They grow their spots. Sex Drive is also coming out on Whoa. Friday. Um, Whoa. Yeah, that's terrible. That looks like a horrible movie. It is. Don't go see it, anybody. Yeah. And W, the uh, Oliver Stone movie oh, with yeah. Josh Brolin, Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Is that that, just- you know that that one's going to be horribly skewed on every level, but Josh Brolin is just so good. You know? I kind of want to see it. I hope there's a scene in it where they just slowly and repeatedly say, back and to the left. Back <laughs> and to the left. From JFK. My, I know what that is. Yeah. It, yeah. And then I, in Seinfeld. Thank you. 
Oliver Stone yeah. did JFK, another movie about a president, Maya. Oh. And the iconic moment from it was back into the back left. Back into the left. Okay. Back into the left. <laughs> yeah. I used to I used to do that ad nauseum, just say for like five minutes straight if it came up naturally in conversation, and it would really irritate people. Back in the Halcyon days when I was a youth pastor, really the only good thing about being a youth pastor is irritating uh young children and so I, I used to do it all the time like you know i'd be like okay guys uh we gotta get on the van so everyone just go ahead and uh let's fill it up uh start back and to the left back and to the left back and to the left and they'd be trying to talk to me like uh adam should back and to the left so yeah. you you had to go to seminary get a degree and uh you know work as a youth pastor for all those years to annoy children, I simply just go down to McDonald's on a Tuesday night when they have the balloon guy. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing is that you end up getting arrested. I was actually paid to annoy children. Oh, wow. You got a degree to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was a professional child annoyer. <laughs> that's, I like that. Were there any other movies? Was that it? No, that's it. Just, really? the, just the three, Max Payne, Sex Drive, and W. <laughs> Slim Pickens. Slim Pickens. Yeah, and and they all have very terse titles. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody go see Fireproof again. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you say again, assuming that anyone anyone went to see it the first time. (laughs) What's number seven? Honestly, actually. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Hey, well, you know, it's higher than because my parents wanted to go see it. And I said, well, you might want to hurry up. You know what I mean? Because that one's not going to be around in a few weeks when you get around to seeing it, you know? And uh, she yeah. said, well, we're also wanting to see that that hilarious movie, An American Carol. And I'm going, you might want to hurry up on that one, too. <laughs> and, and just to prove my point, I opened up, I pulled up, uh, you know, the box office listings. Fireproof was number seven. American Carol was number nine. Mm. Made only $500 yeah. per screen. Is that like a real movie? The American care, like it's all. No, it's the guy who did Naked Gun, and he's spoofing Michael Moore. And it's like yeah. they basically just said, "How can we get the people who watch Fox News to come to the movie theater?" And they wrote the script that way. Let's make fun of liberals. That's what they did. Liberal um, maker funders don't usually go to the movies, right? That's what. That's why it's number nine. Only made five hundred dollars <laughs> a screen. Yeah, and I, I think we all know that liberals are the best comedians. So, <laughs> hey, you know what? Why don't we do the update now? Let's bring Chad Pendleton in and and do this uh, college update real quick. Okay. Chad's got the new list, the new rankings for us, but there's a twist. All right. So Chad Pendleton just ran in with the latest <laughs> the latest results from our contest. Now, Chad, tell everybody if they're new, you know, if they're just starting at the end of the story, if this is their first or second podcast, what the heck it is we're talking about. Okay. Right now, through the end of October to October 31st, we're doing a college campus promo podcast promotion where we're trying to get the school with the most new subscriptions or renew okay. renewal subscriptions uh, between now and the end of the month will have the extreme privilege of uh, the podcast being taped recorded from their campus and so the whole episode uh, would be like focused on them wow yeah. uh, for the purpose of the uh, of the contest chat can we call it rocktober <laughs> from now to the end of rocktober yes yeah definitely okay. uh okay so 
and, and the thing has been going on for a couple weeks, and we have a top 10 list. If you go to relevantmagazine.com slash win, right? Win, W-I-N. W-I-N. That's where the contest is housed. So not only do you sign up there, blah, 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 there's, there's things that you can do to like put on your web page and stuff right. like that to help get word out. But there's an, a current top 10 list and a smack talk board. I'd say you can talk smack you can there, talk can't smack, you? Yeah. yeah, that's what this is all about. Really. <laughs> uh, smack talk competition. Degrading your uh, degrading other schools fellow Christians, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the spirit of it so, all. Really. So we have a the the updated top ten actually along the top of the list hasn't really changed from okay. last week. No, go ahead and give it's, us the updated. Okay, so do we, we start at ten? Let's or, go. Yeah, let's start. Okay, with 10. we'll start at ten. Is uh, a new addition to the to the list? Biola University. Biola all University, right. the home of John Hammerdance. Yes, That's hi John. True. Out in Los Angeles, I didn't California. make that connection. Yeah. John Hammerdance, we miss you. Okay, uh, I number wouldn't nine. Go that far. <laughs> 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 number nine, Roberts Wesleyan College. Where is this? This, this is, is in, in uh, North Chile, New York. Okay, uh, the Chile part of New York, or it's really called North Chile. <laughs> it's called North Chile, New York. Chile. It's oh. not in North comma Chile comma no. New York. Yeah, I like to use a lot of commas when I talk, so that's yeah. what I thought. That's what I heard. Okay. Number eight. <laughs> Number eight, Bluffton University. Bluffton University. Number seven. East Texas Baptist University. Number six. Illinois State University. Number five. The University of Georgia. Boo. Boo. Number four. <laughs> the Shockers of Wichita State University. Number three. Texas State University. Number two. Indiana Wesleyan University. Number one, still. Still. Big old East Tennessee State University. Unbelievable. East Tennessee. They're committed oh. in East Tennessee. Now, here's the twist. I feel like we should take back our boo to Georgia because that's no. not very nice. <laughs> At least they oh, what if we have? What if they win and oh we have to gosh. go to Georgia and broadcast We are there. going to show up in gator oh. outfits. No, that would, be, that would be sweet, sweet poetry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I'm a little nervous. Oh, no. I don't know if I could go to G- the University of Georgia. And I say, how about you guys commit right now? <laughs> commit right now. If Georgia wins this thing, if they come from behind and win this thing right now, you will not only go there and do the podcast, but you will wear Georgia Bulldogs. No. Oh. Come on. No. <laughs> come on. Oh. <laughs> no, here's the thing. This is business. My soul is not for sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some things there's some things that are more important than descriptions. <laughs> okay, here's the twist. I have a fun fact for every school in the top ten. Really? A fun fact here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Biola University, located near Los Angeles, the notable alumni, Josh McDowell and Dustin Kinsrew of Thrice. Oh, okay. Uh, Roberts Wesleyan College, originally named the Chili Seminary. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, that's some good cooking. They minister to the beans. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bluffton University. Uh, students not proctored during exams. Instead, instead, students are on their honor not to cheat and to report any students who do to the instructor. They are expected to write the honor pledge on their exams and sign their names. Um, well, I'm going to enroll at Bluffton University. Heck yeah. Straight A's. Not, not one part of that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Here's the honor pledge that they have to write and sign on every test. I am unaware of any aid having been given or received during this examination. <laughs> Wow, I wish real life was like that. East Texas Baptist University, I got nothing. Oh, really? They're the Tigers. Um, They're probably around East Texas, and they're probably Baptist. Okay. But uh, I don't really have anything else. Number six, Illinois State University, home to the world's tallest residence hall, Watterson Towers. University of Georgia, oldest public university in the U.S. 
Really? Had no idea. I would have thought something in the Northeast. Right. Because wasn't Georgia founded by criminals? <laughs> no, seriously. Uh, yeah. Really? It was. Yeah, it was, all the, it was. It was like Australia. They wanted yeah. well, you know, because all the schools in the East Coast, they were all religious universities. Right, so they were all private. private. Yeah. Right. But that still surprises me that like University of Massachusetts or something like that. Make a non religious university. Yeah, to found a godless heathen school. (laughs) (laughs) They do have a cute little doggy though, as their mascot. I'll give him that. Did you ever see that Auburn game a couple years ago where the Auburn player scores a touchdown and runs and and Ugga lunges at him and like tries to bite him? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay, that's that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Now imagine if the same thing happened at a Florida Gators game and a live alligator clamped onto his foot. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay, Wichita State University. Like like, uh, Chad said, they're the Shockers, which I think is an awesome nickname. They discontinued their football program in 1986. Shocker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing myself for that The Shockers reflects the university's heritage. Early students earned money by shocking wheat. Oh, that's not very exciting. And early football games were played on a stubbled wheat field. (laughs) Like the students have together, shock the wheat, and then they play football. All right. right. Number three, Texas State University. Only university in Texas to have president as an alumni, President Lyndon B. Johnson. TSU's Round Rock campus serves as a location for the fictional school TMU in Friday Night Lights. Oh, I love that Mm -hmm. show. It's good stuff. Indiana Wesleyan University, second largest evangelical university in the U.S., second to anyone? Anyone? Liberty? Liberty. Right. Liberty is the biggest Christian school in the country. Uh, Named one of the top 10 conservative colleges for four years in a row. I don't know who named them that. Probably the guys who made that uh, American (laughs) Carol movie. But, you know. Uh, East... (laughs) East Tennessee State University, number one, here we go, has the only master's degree in the U.S. in storytelling. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is not true. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Chesney graduated from here with a degree in advertising. Oh. Kenny Chesney, huh. ironically, is a massive UT fan. Really? So he went to East Tennessee State University, but he disowned them because he now is a fan of UT. Interesting. The reason why I know this is Tim Tebow is close friends with Kenny Chesney, right. and they have a rivalry and a, a bet on the UT-UF game. So anyway, and as of August 11, 2008, it is a tobacco-free campus. All right. I highly doubt that. So, th- <laughs> so there you go. There are your t- fun facts of the top 10 schools. You want fun facts read about your school? Go over to relevantmagazine.com slash win. Get your friends to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Talk some smack to University of Georgia. And yeah. We'll can come I, to your school. Can I get a Florida University somebody out there? Somebody, please. Somebody. Somebody in the state of Florida. Come on. Relevantmagazine.com slash win. Okay, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. That'll do it for your updates. Up next, slices. The song is spiraling, and I told you it didn't sound like Keen. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard the Ting Tings with Great DJ. Both are playing right now over at relevant.tv. <laughs> Come on, I was quizzing you. Oh, I was like, oh.
Relevant.com is some business software. Don't go there. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I, I would own it otherwise. Yeah, it's Relevant Business Solutions. Everybody go there, and we will read fun <laughs> facts about your university. Okay, so now with slices from the future, here's Adam. Well, you know, my slice from the future this week is actually nothing very exciting. It's just that, you know, the monkey apocalypse finally happens. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, but I have a slice. Actually, it does remind me. I was reading uh, The Onion last night, and there was an older article. And it was uh, supposed to be a time traveler from the future. And his message for humanity was, everyone in the future eats Dippin' Dots. <laughs> <laughs> and he, the whole article, just goes on and on about Dippin' Dots. It's like, he also mentioned briefly that 99% of the population had AIDS and that humans were the slaves of robots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but I do have an actual slice Ooh. from the present or my past. Your past, as it were. yeah. Yeah, we may have all been here. Sent an email that maybe we've regretted. Um, yeah. Sadly, for a lot of people, was yours the one so- where it said, "I resign and I'm moving to New Zealand"? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's worked out quite nice for him. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm living the life of Riley here. Um, <laughs> Uh, sadly, a lot of times, for some people, substances are involved in these unfortunate emails. Uh, that's why Google has a new test phase feature called Mail Goggles. Uh, <laughs> essentially, what it does is it requires you to f- solve a few uh, easy math problems before you're allowed to hit send. So if you're in a reasonable enough state of mind to solve math problems, then you're probably in a reasonable enough mind to, you know, send an email. Hmm. And if not, then, uh, I don't know, you're probably not going to remember sending it the next day anyway, so who cares? <laughs> I. What if you're just stupid and you can't do math? <laughs> <laughs> well, then probably, if given a computer, you would just chew on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a moot point. <laughs> Wow. So is this really enough of a national problem that people are sending, like, drunken... I know I've heard of drunk dialing, or isn't that what they call it? Where, yeah. Where guys would, you know, be at a bar and hit find the payphone or the cell phone. The payphone? What year is off this? The, well, I saw it in a movie. I, sideways. I'm thinking of Sideways. I'm thinking of the movie Sideways. He went over to the payphone okay, okay. and called his All ex. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I am right. Yeah. Northern California in the mid-1990s. You know, back, back in the saloons <laughs> yeah, of, of the days of yore. Uh, they had drunken duels back then. Um, yeah, so people, now, people would bring the switchboard operator drunkenly. So, so I, I understand that you're there with your buddies, you're reminiscing about a, a love lost or whatever, and, you, and there's a phone available and you call, I guess. I just don't see that many people going home, turning on their computer, opening their email browser, typing out an email, and hitting send. In the same sort of impulsive state, you know? I, is that really a problem? Apparently. Uh, well, evidently. If Google's uh, trying to fix it. They built an application for it. Right, right. Yeah. If Google's going to try and fix it, it must be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a societal problem. <laughs> Google sending, was spending, what, $10 trillion on the uh, environmental crisis over the next 30 years or something like that, and they are going to spend double that to stop <laughs> drunk emailing. Maya, you got a slice? I do. Um, Lloyd gave this one to me, which is quite interesting. 
There is a young girl over in the UK who was 15 years old, and she was forced to move schools after she gave her teaching staff cakes laced with drugs. What? Wow. Yeah. What manner of drugs? <laughs> um, they have a big picture of a Because maybe she was trying to be leaf, nice. But they yeah, don't say. exactly. <laughs> she she gave, was probably expecting an award. Right. Yeah, they, they, she gave it to two of her, teachness, her teachers, and they suffered from dizziness, headaches. They went to the doctors, had tests, found out they, were, they had some drugs in their systems. And the only thing that happened to this girl is she was moved to a different school. So what's to say uh-huh. she doesn't do it again? Yeah. You know? Yeah, they... They suffered from uh, dizziness, headaches, and a bizarre craving for Funyuns. <laughs> really, what is her crime, though? It's just a crime of, of pastry. Yeah, I mean, so some drugs got in there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say what's a drug and what's an ingredient? Really? Really, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they, they frown upon that over in the UK. <laughs> I also have another slice here that says, Male bosses act like monkeys to assert their dominance. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just confirming what Adam said about the right the monkey monkeys have overtaken the world. Yeah, yeah or at least apocalypse. corporate America. Corporate America. Yeah, <laughs> they just did a study of, of 100 managers and their employees and found that um, the bosses do like like uh, monkeys like to mark their territory, assert their authority, and display power. They also like to wear dark suits and have a bright shirt or a tie on. To flaunt their, um, to flaunt themselves around, and they like to fling poo, and they like to fling poo. <laughs> wow. yeah. Amazing. So, okay, I don't have a slice, so that'll do it for slices. Up next, Dylan Peterson with his debut musical segment in the band Why. Don't mess it up, Dylan. <laughs> Moving mountains, but digging the ground that you're on. If it's true, that good fortune gives no change. We got just what it takes Call her up on my coat yeah, Call her up on my coat Trucks are pulling it for the show Trucks are pulling it for the show A grasshopper jumping in the road A grasshopper jumping in the You're listening to Jacob Dillon Or as Teresa calls him, Bob Dillon <laughs> uh, it's playing right now at Re- Relevant.tv The song is Something Good This Way Comes Something Good This That's Way Comes That's how I read, read, would read a sentence <laughs> All the words moved around Yeah I would think some, The Something Good This Way Coming Would hopefully be a song by his father Instead of him <laughs> <laughs> You're so opinionated, Adam <laughs> I, I know so Dylan Peterson is, you know, I mentioned earlier, is going to be contributing a new uh, music spotlight segment, and so here's the first one. Let us know what you think. Take it away, Dylan. An interesting thing happened. Um, I wrote about alopecia uh, for our, our website, you know, back when it came out, and um, you know, I, I had only good things to say about it but at the same time you know as a christian there's some things on that record uh that make me go ooh <laughs> should, should i should i still you know be so uh you know find this so appealing uh maybe the main lyric that kind of you know got to me was um if i uh, uh get lost to die on a cross at least i wasn't born in a manger 
Right, you're smiling. You know what I'm talking about. That's funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, I just thought that was funny. That's all. I mean, it's dark. It's definitely dark, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so are you trying to get under anyone's skin with that? No. Yeah. No. I. I no, I'm not trying to get under anyone's skin. I mean, it's. it's I guess it comes from my personal experience. And, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, I find a lot of a lot of Christian ideology seeps into my thinking process because that's where I come from you know so uh, I don't know what, what it means exactly I you know I'm just I just have fun with uh, you know just sort of letting my mind wander making for me or, or writing is I guess my way of kind of uh, figuring out what I'm thinking about in a way you know rather than like coming from a place of full understanding and and uh, shouting it out to the world or something I come from a place of not really understanding much at all and sifting through everything you know and the you know the writing is a documentation of that you know just another Sunday paddle boat ride on a man-made lake with another lady stranger. If I remain lost and die on a cross, at least I wasn't born in a manger. I can sense somewhere right now I'm being prayed for. Seems like I always arrive on the same shore from where my sail set. Maybe with one less lady than my vessel left with. Is that a threat? Oh, I've stayed scarce this last year, yes. But be assured in unrest. Okay, well, here's the interesting thing. It was a couple months afterwards, but, you know, I kind of mentioned in that review, you know, oh, my gosh, this guy just said this lyric, man, maybe I should pray pray about this guy, you know, kind of kind of half-joking, Yoni. But um, <laughs> at, then just a couple lyrics later, you, your lyric says, uh, uh, I can feel right now somewhere I'm being prayed for. And then, you know, to me, then I kind of got it. You know, I kind of it kind of got me just in the right spot. And I was like, okay, well, I don't think I'm, I'll pray for it. <laughs> but then I got this comment a couple months later from, is it Michael Wolf saying, you know, Yoni's my son. You know, he really is an artist. I really appreciate what you have to say. And he asked that, you know, please do pray for Yoni. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, I didn't, I really didn't know what to do about that because, you know, there's no email address attached or anything like that. It's, it was just a wild thing for me. So I don't know. Uh, is your dad trying to, um, you know, he raised you as a Christian? Uh, yeah, a Messianic Jew. 
Yeah. What do you think of people praying for you just because of listening to your music? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I think it, prayer is a form of concentrated thinking or something, I guess you could say. And, I, you know, I don't necessarily have a, a belief in God one way or the other. Um, but, you know, it's a form of, of uh, thought energy put towards somebody i guess it's it's a nice thing for someone to do for somebody you know i mean i think i, th- I think you know for me you know and i i grew up trying to pray and I, I never really understood it exactly but i would try you know all the time and uh for me i feel like writing for me is a is a form of prayer you know uh i don't know how that sounds to someone who has some sort of you know not that you do necessarily but someone that does have some sort of concrete idea of what it means to them uh if that makes sense but for me uh, it's an extension of that or those those uh, attempts you know and I, i think uh as i've gotten older i've gotten better at it Good heavens, background radiation in the black arts awaiting. Not the same since I switched my hair apart and started shaving. Got hacks, my hidden hair gone corners. Oh, I'll never be a joiner, lifelong local foreigner. Ah, raw, long, homegrown, faking, co-ed, naked choir. Second tenor, highest riser, blessed, clever compromiser. I'll be proudly mouthing watermelon every song. I put the phone to my ear, but all I hear is a dial tone. Will they map my skull and wrap my bones when my wig is gone? Hmm. I'll go unknown by torpedo or crones. Only those evil live to see their own likeness in stone. My brother said that. that drives me i don't i don't understand it exactly but uh, you know uh you know first of all there's something that that tells me when something's worthy of being written down or remembered and and then you know sits me down and has me think it out and figure it out and then uh just like the process of making art you know Uh, how many of your songs are personal Or, or how many of your songs are you like you know creating just making up something totally just that's just out of control all, all the songs you know contain elements of me and elements of fantasy you know what i mean but those fantasies like i was saying before help me figure out what i'm thinking about because i don't know you just start writing something and then it's like what would that person do what would that character who is me do next what would you know what i'm saying like um so there's definitely like any writer you know you, you come from yourself uh and then i mean i guess some writers just write about completely d- 
they research and come up with totally different things or something like the Pelican Brief or something. I don't know. But uh, I think most most writers that are serious, like, you know, you kind of use where you come from. You know, they say write what you know. So use where you come from as a starting point, as a jumping off point, and then you kind of elaborate and um, and fantasize about what could happen next kind of thing. So I think I'm no different than that, really. All right, Yoni Wolf from Y. Thank you, Yoni. Thank you, Don. I'm not under robin's eggs in a nest. You hit a manila envelope with one last little robin's egg in it. A hollow bullet yet spent, subject to dismissal. I wish all my pitfalls could be caught by this call. Jesus Wants to Save Christians. Available now from Rob Bell and Don Golden, former lead pastor. Did I make it through? Oh, thank God. I need to get this message out. The seven are trapped inside the citizens of virtue. We need your help. Fruitofthegarden.com. You should input what the King James Version called henna and... Get it today. Your neighbor will be glad you did. Why do you let me stay here? You're listening to She and Him. The song is Why Do You Let Me Stay Here? It's the chick from Elf singing with another guy. <laughs> she has a nice voice. <laughs> she has an incredible voice. I like her voice. Yeah. So, what's her name? So, Zoe? Zoe Dashnell. Dashnell. Yeah, there you go. She dated Michael Buble for like three years. No more. She dated Michael Buble? Buble. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. That's sad. That, I, she just went down a few notches. They're not together anymore. They broke up. I don't care. They've actually tolerated his cheesiness for three years. Wow. Maybe he cool. serenaded her. Yeah. With his, with his blue blayishness. <laughs> That's what all the ladies are looking she goes, for. Blue blayishness. And now it's time for part two of my conversation last from last week with Rob Bell. He's the author of Jesus Wants to Save Christians. He's the person on all the NUMA videos. This week, where we'll jump into it, is talking about um, America, our current political climate in the church in America. And then we talk about critics and kind of switch gears a little bit. And it's really interesting. Some heavy stuff. Yeah, hearing what he, what he says. So... Um, if you want to check it out, it's JesusWantsToSaveChristians.com. You can also go to and uh, see Numa's at Numa.com. And the book and videos are available pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Here is Rob Bell. Not only throughout the book do you compare or kind of connect Old Testament narratives with New Testament narratives, you actually connected an Old Testament narrative to right now. And you talk about the failed empire of Solomon an empire was a major message in the book, and, and you connect that to the empire of the United States today. Um, can, can you talk about that connection? In what ways are we like yeah. the failed empire of Solomon? That's a great question. Um, one of the things, we, we loaded the end notes with all sorts of references on empire and all sorts of other um, 
rabbit trails people can go down and all sorts of those end notes. Uh, they can take. Those end notes were about a third of the book, by the way. It seemed like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we went everything from George Washington to Eisenhower and all sorts of other surprises. But um, I think I'm trying to think. I say this. Well, well, one of the things you have again and again is this warning about power. It's almost like you could say the Bible is a warning against the proper use of power. And most of the Bible is written from the perspective of people who are on the underside of global military superpowers. So they're, um, they're not the people with all of the chariots. So whether it's the Egyptians, Persians, Babylonians, Assyrians, Romans, most of the Bible comes from people who are the small minority over in the corner of a massive global empire, and, and there are these warnings, like, don't get too many chariots, don't stockpile your weapons. I mean, Solomon is an arms dealer um, by the end. He has so kind of lost the plot. And uh, America is 5% of the world's population, and we have 43% of its weapons. So I would say at the most basic level, we ought to be asking serious questions, because the Bible seems to be a warning against this. Um, we are spending right now... The latest estimates are $10 billion a month on a war. Uh, $10 billion a month. And uh, as a Christian, the most basic thing, whether you agree with that or not, I think is, but if, if Christians are quiet now and don't at least say we ought to discuss this, then, then when do you speak up? Um, and essentially the, the empire in Jerusalem implodes. It cannot, the costs of its own preservation and dominance, it can't sustain. It's simply not sustainable. Um, and, and, and uh, I mean, I think you have right now our leaders wrestling financially with this constant accumulation that advertising and our own um, kind of brokenness has fed into. Um, we're in financial trouble. And it has its roots in some very, very old human impulses. So it's fascinating to me that this very ancient book is very, very relevant. Yeah, you talk about how you show very clearly how in Solomon's empire, um, how wealth and power led to his focus and the the country's focus just shifting to accumulation and preservation, which you just talked about. And and, and it was, you know, exactly the situation that America is in right now. You know, I hate to think that just because we live in the most prosperous nation in the world, or even in the history of the world, we're uh, inherently evil. And I mean, is there something that uh, that Americans or we can actually do to change this? Well, yeah, I think the first thing I, we tried—I don't think guilt is helpful, and I—I I think it's very important for people. We're just trying to understand how the world is and where we're at. And I think sometimes when you talk about America and all of our blessing, and maybe the dark side of that blessing, it's easy for people to get very defensive and angry and feel like you're attacking the flag. Um, I would just argue as a Christian, we always have hope. So, so um, first and foremost, America it has this awesome, can-do, entrepreneurial, let's-figure-out stuff. Um, let's, I-, I want to be one of the people asking the questions, how can we channel all of that into the greatest suffering in the world. Um, When you look at a billion people who don't have drinking water, when you look at the number of people who are illiterate, you look at um, 
the AIDS crisis in um, Africa, we can do something about this. We have the resources, and we can do something about this. I was just talking to a couple in our church. They're in their mid-60s, and he's, um, they just got back from Africa where they've been helping teach people how to use this new water filter that's very inexpensive and gets people who don't have water access to clean drinking water. And these people are, I mean, they come from like Hudsonville, Michigan. You can't get more middle America. (laughs) And they're taking their entrepreneurial, their energy, their passion, and they're converting it into blessing for people in a very clean, tangible way, people who need it. And, And that's beautiful. So part of the the book, hopefully, is not uh, America's bad, America's evil, you should just repent. It's, let's look at the big movements of redemptive history. Let's find out where are we in this, and then let's use all of this beautiful abundance, which is a central story of the Bible. The blessing that you've been given is to be used as a blessing for others. So in some sense, it's a very simple um, thing. And, and to me, it's, it's it's, it's the role of a Christian to always have this buoyant optimism. Let's tackle these problems. Let's do something about it. I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, what is it about your message, do you think, <laughs> that attracts criticism? <laughs> um, well, that's a great question. Well, first off, it's personally very painful. Right. So... Uh, I started out a while ago, I've always been compelled with Jesus, and I, I just wanted to um, make the resurrected Christ known for people who weren't interested. So, so there's a part of me that, at a very personal level, it's just painful. It, it just, to be misunderstood or hated, or, I don't Google my name, <laughs> um, so I only hear things kind of secondhand. And it's just, yeah, so it's just kind of heartbreaking, and there's a personal toll that's just, so I'd just be honest there. Um, secondly, um, I, I do know that the nature of religion can often be to calcify and harden. Um, it gives a certain sense of security, and so that security needs to be maintained, and then all sorts of energies are given to making sure that we don't, you know, go down the slippery slope, forget, lose, and, and that's a good impulse, but it can turn quite dark quite quickly. Um, and, I, and I don't know what you'd do about that. It's, it's tough, very tough. I probably, a year ago, would have had some flippant answer about, well, forget them. You know, the Pharisees put Jesus on the cross. I probably would have had some kind of caustic, tough, um, get with it or get left behind kind of thing. I, I think right now I'm probably just a little more, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> this summer I I kind of saw the ugly underbelly of Christianity because I was invited to give uh, a prayer at the DNC. And, well, you know, I was going to talk to you about that. I heard about that. Yeah, I ended up, well, long story, but through all that, for the first time, really, because we've just been doing our own little thing, and people are largely unaware of us, and you know, unless you identify with it or connect with it or whatever, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, my inbox is filled with thousands upon thousands of hate-filled emails from Christians, and I'm just, 
I was so taken aback by it. So I'm very, I guess maybe my radar is up for people who are on the receiving end of unwarranted criticism yeah. right now. How do you, how do you respond to your critics? I mean, if somebody was, you know, confronting you, how do you respond as a leader and maintain your um, sensitivity to God? You know, first and foremost, I'm. I don't think I've ever said anything that wasn't squarely within historical orthodox. Christianity. Hmm. I mean, I'm not aware, from what I have heard, people's criticisms demonstrate a lack of awareness about the breadth and depth of Christian tradition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is a rich, wide tradition. In fact, um, at the, my friend made this Jesus Wants to Save Christians website, and there's N.T. Wright endorsed our book. He's like one of my heroes. N.T. Wright and Walter Brueggemann endorsed our new book, which to me, these are like my total heroes, um, but there's nothing in the book that you read yesterday that is not, um, like, basic. I mean, I'm, I've never really said anything new. <laughs> well, I, I don't think I've ever said anything that hasn't been said lots. So I would start with, number one, there's none of this is actually new, and there's a giant stream of people who have been saying all these kinds of things. Number two, um, the resurrected Christ um, is among us, and we get to talk about him and point people to him and revel and enjoy and stand in awe and wonder, and that should just be huge joy. Uh, so how it got to be a horrible, angry, mean kind of thing, I don't understand. Before I read the book yesterday, I, I on my Twitter I said, hey, I'm talking to Rob Bell tomorrow. You know, if anybody's read the book and, and has questions, you know, shoot them over to me. I I'm, you know, want to look at them. And I had somebody email me and say, oh, he has a new book out? Oh, I go to a church that has banned any of Rob Bell's books. And I thought, I literally, and then so I'm reading it last night. You know, I've read your other stuff, and I've watched every Newman that exists, and and, and that just baffled me. So I'm reading the book thinking maybe this is something horrible, you know, horribly offensive or controversial. And I'm reading it, it's Bible teaching. And I'm just like, I don't understand the Christian mindset right now. Yeah. That would That would even think like that. I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm rabbit trailing. But... Um, no, I I think that sometimes when people use the word faith, what they're really talking about is fear. And so we just need to be honest. Religion attracts. Tim Keller has a new book called The Reason for God, um, and he has this great section, Religion Attracts Unstable People. It attracts people who have all sorts of other needs, and religion fills them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it, that's the nature of the gospel is it's a beautiful thing that saves, and it also attracts people from across the spectrum. And sometimes it's, it's just flat-out fear. Um, it's terror over what, where this might lead. And I just... There is no... God's love casts out fear. Period. We don't have to be fearful. Yeah. Sometimes my wife helps me understand... She will say, you know what, you, d- you didn't... It wasn't working for you, and so you said create something that does work for you, and in doing that, it's naturally going to critique what didn't work for you. Hmm. Without saying a word, you're already critiquing a Christian expression that didn't work for you. So she's kind of like, you know, you threw the first punch. (laughs) Even if you didn't intend it, um, I mean, is it God, life, progressive culture? Yeah. That's that's your byline? First off, great byline, but that... You you assume that truth is found all over the place. Hmm. 
in, it doesn't matter whether the person's a Christian or not. Truth can come from all sorts of places. Right. And that's, that's simply, people aren't there. Um, and so you and I are just do, responding, hopefully, to the fresh thing that the Spirit is doing in our life. And to somebody else, it, it, well, our obedience is a pointed critique of a whole kind of world. And we're not even aware of it. And then and I, I'm wondering, like, and then I wonder why they get riled up. There's two ways to enact change. You can point to how things could be, or you could criticize how things are. And I've just always tried to posture myself, and I'm always drawn to people who posture themselves to talk about how things could be. I'm just, right, I just right. don't want to criticize how things are. But you just said, by talking about how things could be, you're just basically criticizing how things are. And I've never yeah, thought of critique, it like that. <laughs> the critique might not be explicit, but it is inherent. Yeah. It, it just comes with it then. I, I've heard you've scaled back very significantly uh, from teaching at Mars Hill. Is What prompted this? Is it to write more? or? Um, I actually... I'll probably teach at Mars Hill the same amount that I've taught the past couple of years. Oh, really? Um, okay. about, about half the time. I just... Um, the problem with startup organizations is that they easily become leader-dependent. And so um, we really are serious about being the body of Christ where everybody does their part. Um, and what what it's easy to happen is certain people, their contribution becomes unfairly weighted. It's too heavy in comparison with other people's contributions. So our leaders have just worked to address um, my contribution is I teach um, 20-something Sundays a year, and um, we have other people who do all the other things. I'm, I'm I'm not very helpful in the other ways. So we have a whole team of leaders, and they lead it and make those kinds of decisions. And um, all we've done recently is just um, our leaders are becoming much more intentional and articulate about all the ways in which our church would say, well, just find out what Rob thinks. And our leaders are just going, wait, wait, no, what do we think? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, there's a point at which we have to step up and own this. You, you can't just say, we'll have Rob do it. Um, we, we all need to carry the weight. And it's been great. It's taken some much weight off of me. Um, and it's been wonderful. So what are you doing with all your free time, then? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do. Um, I probably spend a quarter of my time doing Mars Hill teaching things, and a quarter writing, and a quarter on films. And then um, the tours take up the other quarter. So that's, that's about the four, kind of the four things I do. And every day I'm kind of slogging away at one of them. And I love it. Is there anything else you want to share about Jesus Wants to Save Christians before we sign off? Well, um, I hope, and there's a, the JesusWantsToSaveChristians.com, people can go to that site. There's interesting things there. And I hope it gives people lots to think about. I hope it helps people. I hope, it, I hope people find Jesus even more amazing and interesting and compelling and mysterious. Like with anything you create, it's very powerful when it helps people, and that's, I just can't believe I get to do this. Well, I love the book. I was impacted by it. It it uh, It's fascinating, and I would highly recommend it to anybody listening. Uh, JesusWantsToSaveChristians.com is the website. Uh, Rob Bell, thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Hey, great talking to you. We'll talk again. Absolutely.
You're listening to Bjork. The song is Wonderlust. Um, it's a visually jarring and amazing video playing right now at relevant.tv. Uh, but I apologize that you can't see it and you're only listening to the music because that's not nearly as powerful of an experience. I, I strongly support Bjork. Yeah? Is it one of the... Uh, is it one of the... Um, Crazy 3 ones? Gondry? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Gondre did a few videos for her. Is it, is it one of his? Pretty sure. It is. Chad's nodding yes. Chad's nodding no. Chad doesn't know what he's doing. He's just over here bobbling his head left and right. Yeah. His, uh, one of his neck muscles just gave way at that, <laughs> that incredibly inopportune time. Oh, boy. Okay, well, normally here we do your feedback, but we only have a few minutes left. So we're actually going to uh, tell you guys uh, an, an, an update, an announcement. Um, two, two things. Number one, the Relevant Podcast in its current form is going on hiatus. Uh, not real long. Don't freak out. No jumping off of bridges here. Uh, but we're going. We're going on hiatus for about a month, and we're going to retool some things in in our in our place. Uh, over the next two weeks, a brand new relevant TV is launching. Relevant TV HD is what we're calling it. it it's going to be a high definition uh, screen, um, triple the size of the current player window. It's going to be a pure stream. What does that mean for you? It's not a progressive download. It's going to actually find your connection speed, and it will stream the optimal uh, visual experience for you over your connection. So um, you can take it full screen and watch it like a DVD on your computer screen, or you can watch it in a player window, whatever. Um, And uh, part of the new launch is going to be an exclusive premiere of the entire upcoming DVD from Hillsong United called With Hearts Is One. It's part of their iHeart Revolution Tour. It's a live music and social justice two-hour film that was shot around the world. And Maya and I saw it in Houston. And it's it's great. Amazing. Yeah. I've seen a lot of live music concert events and all that shot beautifully. This is the best one I've ever seen. And we will be premiering it to the world for free before it goes on sale mm-hmm. on October 21st. So make sure to tune in to Relevant.TV to see the brand new HD player and the video premiere. Uh, we're doing that. Uh, we also are launching a new Radiant this month. Uh, so keep your eyes on RadiantMag.com. And then we are uh, working on a brand new, complete from the ground up. And now you guys are insiders, so I'm telling you true behind the scenes information right now. A brand new RelevantMagazine.com. So because of all this multimedia overhauling um, and some new video things that are in motion for the new RelevantMagazine.com and some new audio things that are in motion for the new RelevantMagazine.com, we need to take a hiatus of this format of Relevant Podcast. And uh, this was the perfect time to do it. So when the new RelevantMagazine.com and Relevant TV relaunch, we will have something better and different for you to experience uh, on your computers. Yeah. And I know what you're saying. You're probably going to be bound to complain like, oh, man, you know, a month without the podcast. We've been doing this for four years straight. It's true. It's true. Please, a long time. please yeah. just give us some rest. <laughs> I moved across uh, like to the other side of the globe and you people still make me do this. <laughs> just give, us, give us just a few weeks, please. <laughs> 
Well, I, I love the fact that we have uh, such uh, loyal friendships and, and listeners, um, and we don't take that lightly. And in fact, we want to give you guys the best experience possible. And part of our, our new uh, strategies and things that we have in motion are so exciting. We just don't want to blur the lines between phase one and phase two. And so we thought a nice little break here for uh, a month or so. I'm not going to give a firm relaunch date. But if you go to relevantmagazine.com, you'll see definitely the... Um, the new plans you'll see, you know, we'll keep tabs. There's a podcast fodder message boards uh, section, and we will definitely keep you guys abreast yeah. there of what so the plans are. Maybe we could just kind of talk to them once a couple times a week. Just let them know we're still here. <laughs> yeah, we're still here. We're still here. Um, well, we're going to end this podcast on a sad note. Um, we we got some devastatingly sad news um, that Lloyd has a family emergency that happens that's happening in in London, and he and his family are needing to move back. Uh, literally like tomorrow. So right. Lloyd just joined us. I want um, he's, you know, scrambling to finish some things up since this is his last day in the, in the States uh, working here. And I uh, wanted him to come in and say something to everybody. Um, yeah. I mean, Cameron's just kind of said that it, it is a family emergency and it's one that um, if avoidable would have been amazing, but it, it just isn't. Um, so we're going to have to take the whole family back. Um, it really is kind of very difficult because, you know, we're going back to be with a family, but I'm having to say goodbye to the family that I've I've grown to kind of to love and be a part of here. And um, it's going to be tough not being part of the, the day-to-day kind of um, abuse. <laughs> uh, abuse and, and kind of, you know, just the atmosphere of the office and just, um, yeah, I it was it was too short a time really for for, for me with Relevant, but... Um, you know, this this is the right decision to to kind of spend time with the family and be with the family for this crisis. So, um, thank you all for your support over the the last few months. Um, the uh, the kind of the general messages I'm getting on the the forums and on emails is that people do actually like Brits. So, <laughs> thank you for your support. So there you go. So we're ending it. We were already planning on ending the podcast uh, and taking a break and reformatting. It just I'm I'm actually glad that. Lloyd was able to say goodbye before we went on this little break. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're sad to see you go, man. But our yeah, prayers... We and... love... Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. We we love you, Lloyd. And uh, if it if it makes you feel any better, I, uh, I'll i still abuse you via <laughs> I am. And, uh, I look forward it'll... to that. Okay. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are, are with Lloyd. Um, unfortunately, you know, I mean, we'll try and keep everybody uh, abreast of how he's doing at the site. Um, but he's, he and his family are having to leave right away. So right. it's no uh, phasing out like we did with Adam. Right. Yeah, Adam's still not gone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's like gum stuck on the bottom. Of the yeah, I keep shaking my leg and the guy won't get off of it. He's latched on like a little koala bear. <laughs> All right. Well... Uh, on that sad note, uh, we bid you all adieu, and we will see you in four to six weeks-ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Check keep, the message boards. We'll, yeah, we'll keep you updated. With all new Relevant TV and all new RelevantMag.com and all new RadiantMag.com with amazing new community features. It's a lot of fun. Uh, many thanks to Dylan for his uh, debut segment. Many thanks to Yoni Wolf of Y for sitting in on the podcast many thanks to many thanks to rob bell yeah again again it's jesus wants to save christians.com i'm cameron strang i'm maya strang i'm lloyd kinsley i'm adam smith uh, i never had a stain on my shirt i'm fine so i'll find needle clean in the dirt i got the works i work the full shift full of work not work work but i shove boxes of hotness don't drop it
Materials of value in them boxes. Don't box me. Sugar Ray Leonard to them boxes. Watch me, not watch them. I'm like clockwork. Charles got a flavor, flavor clock on his shirt. And it tick tock, tick tock, tick when it work. Pick mine, get twist mine, jack, it'll work. I got a smiley face, have a nice day. Relevant Podcast Anytime, anywhere Jesus Wants to Save Christians Available now from Rob Bell And Don Golden Former lead pastor of Mars Hill Bible Church And vice president of World Relief Jesus Wants to Save Christians A book about faith and fear Wealth and war Poverty, power, Bibles and bombs Jesus Wants to Save Christians In hardcover, ebook or audio versions Get it today 